Oh yeah. I was just saying right now I'm doing this voice of an ogre, which is so weird. It is so weird. <laughs> um, yeah, that was one that I, it was on this website where you get paid to audition. And I was like, Oh, this is funny. An ogre audition. Like I'll do this. And <laughs> can I was you like, do oh, your ogre for me or can you not do it? Cause you have to like yell. I can do it. I can turn down that voice. Yeah, I did the audition. I was like, oh, great, I got it. Now I really have to do this. <laughs> now you have to commit. <laughs> hey there, it's the Gold Digger Mom Podcast, the podcast about moms creating their own opportunities to help inspire you to create your own opportunity, whether it's a side hustle or a full-time business. I'm your host, Lydia Poole. Thank you so much for joining me. Katie Brown is on the show today. Katie has one of the coolest side hustles. She does voiceover work from the closet in her house while her boys are sleeping. It's a really fun interview. She even does a few voices for us. But I learned so much in this interview about the voiceover world. I had no idea. There are so many more things that people are hired for to do voiceover work that I had never considered before that Katie talks about. So if you're not particularly a theatrical person, that doesn't mean you can't do voiceover work. Katie has a degree in broadcast journalism and worked at a radio station for a while. But again, you don't have to have that kind of experience to get into voiceover work. And Katie shares some really great tips on how to get started. She also shares some tips for how to find training, how to learn about equipment, how to find an agent, and how to find work. So I'm really excited to share this interview with you today. Stick around. It's going to be a great show. In, you know, I guess when I, when I, um, got pregnant the first time I was like, I got to do this voiceover stuff. So I, you know, I got, I got back into it and I did some training with, um, there's a studio I found called edge studio. I did some training with them and just kind of got my whole setup technology stuff together and did, um, and got coaching, a lot of coaching for just like the performance aspect of it. And then, um, and then, yeah, I just so tell me a little bit more about that. Like, is that, was that something online or is that a physical the training place that you went to? Yeah. Yeah. It's all online. I, they do have physical places, but I think most people do the, yeah, most people do the, the training just like virtually. So, um, so I would have like coaching sessions with a coach and, um, it would, it would be via Skype. I mean, kind of like what we're doing now. Yeah. Um, and I would like, you know, call in for classes and be there with other students, um, in the evenings and yeah, just like get a class. You can ask questions and you could like do, you know, like (laughs) you'd like have a script that you'd read and everybody in the class would read it and you'd get like, everybody would get feedback, you know? Oh yeah. Um, so it's kind of cool. Yeah. Cool that you can do that kind of thing. Um, I mean, there's so much that you can do online now, Right, right? right? For just like learning. Um, and they got you set up with what you needed, technically, the microphone that you're using and the software and all that. They taught well, you what you needed or did you figure that out on your own? A little bit of both. Um, as far as the software goes, so I use Adobe Audition, okay. but they, yeah, they, there are classes like totally all on the technology side of things. So some of it like you, you choose and you pick and, you know, do the best you can. Um, with just like the learning curve, right? Like mm-hmm. trying to get, get the, the right microphone and, um, and then, yeah. And then they, they kind of coach you on that too. Like here's some, some things. I mean, the microphone's kind of tricky. Um, well, it was tricky for me because 
they, you know, like different microphones can sound better or worse on your voice. You know what I mean? And you, it's like, I think it's ideal if you like try on a, a lot of different microphones. Oh, so but, it's, all, it's not one size fits all. Basically. Right, mm-hmm. right. I mean, it can be. I think it just depends on the kind of work that you're doing, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I just didn't really have a setup where, like in Savannah, where I live, they don't have a lot of, um, I don't know, some of the bigger stores that you might have in other cities that, or I, I didn't know of them anyway, where you can like test out a bunch of microphones. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm like, I'm, yeah. I'm buying microphones. I'm like, <laughs> you know. Right. Um, but anyway, kind of a learning curve there. But um, but yeah, you know, I've also found uh, Sweetwater is uh, like the vendor that I've used to buy stuff through and they have like um audio technicians that are like the salespeople, and so they'll really like talk you through stuff as far as the equipment that you're buying so that's really helpful so what would you say your startup costs were between the courses that you took and the equipment that you needed yeah so let's see the courses so not everybody has to do it like that either I mean there are definitely ways to get started like if you love to read and you are you know you have a great voice like there's not everybody does that route right Mm -hmm. um but I did I think edge studio it was like it was under two thousand dollars it was like between one and two thousand dollars for some training Mm -hmm. and then um startup costs for my equipment it depends, like, if you've got a laptop. Laptop is kind of, like, your biggest expense, you know, to be right. able to record. So, if mm-hmm. you've got that, um, you can you can spend, like, very little amounts up to, like, so much, you know? Right. Um, but I think starting out, I'm trying to think, it was maybe, like, five or $600 for my microphone and my preamp. Okay. My, yeah. Although I started with something... Like, so I have, um, I started with a microphone that you can just plug into your, um, computer, like with right. a USB. Yeah. That's what I'm using right now. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. And then I changed to have a, um, condenser microphone with like a preamp that goes in. So that's like a two part setup. Right. So that's, yeah. Okay. A little different. But yeah. So tell me how do you, how do you find work? Okay, so I find work a few different ways. And I think that it's honestly like changing all the time too. Like I think that's the thing with voiceover. Um, there's always new places to find work. And I, so that's kind of like when a, a helpful thing that I, I do right now to talk to other people who are doing voiceover. Like, hey, are there any new avenues for finding voiceover work? Because um, there's so many different ways. So I, I have an agent that will send me stuff, um, auditions from time to time. So that's one thing. Um, I, the amount of work that I do comes in, um, like the amount of actual jobs that I do is heavier on the non-agent side. So just to say, you don't have to have an agent to do it. Okay. Um, so there's a few websites like online casting websites that you can, um, some of them you pay to be a part of, some of them you can, um, send in an audition. Well, part creating a demo reel actually so a big part of my training was at the end of it, we came up with like a demo reel. Okay. Um, and that is kind of your calling card for like getting work. So that kind of was important in getting started. So training, maybe, maybe not, but definitely you need a demo. Um, so they helped me produce that. So anyway, um, after having that, like I was able to send that to 
um, the, the person that's my agent and to, um, casting websites that like, if you, if you do a pay to play is what they call it uh, website, I don't think you have to, they don't, you just like pay them. They don't, they don't um, take a cut of it. Well, what you mean? A percentage? They, you just pay them to be a part of it. You oh, don't okay. have to audition. You know what I mean? There's not oh, like a okay. Certain, okay. Yeah. Safe quality level. Um, and then other websites, like there's a couple that I'm on that, um, I like got approved to be on, you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, yeah. Submitted. And so I get work through those as well. So let's see right now I'm on three or four websites and then like casting, um, websites where, where either um, it, it might work like there are all of these auditions and I can go on and do as many auditions as I want to do. Or, um, <clears throat> some of them work like, you know, they'll just send me a job and I'll do it randomly, you know, or like they um, listen to your demo and they just pick you basically. Yeah. Yeah. Or they listen to, you know, once you start doing work for them, they kind of save all of your pieces that you've done on the website or you can upload a, a ton of samples really. Um, and so then they, they see not just your, yeah, all of your demos, right? So all of these little things that you've done in all the different categories. So like, you know, I've got some stuff as, um, like some commercial stuff, some narrator stuff, some training, e-learning stuff. So those are all different categories that I might post a sample of. Um, and then, yeah, they know you already. So how much would you say you make an hour? Can you break it down that way? Or is that an impossible question? <laughs> it's kind of impossible because yeah. because it's like sometimes, I mean, it's it's like one of those things like sometimes a lot of things are happening and sometimes they're not. And so it's really hard to predict like, you know, like if I don't have like a job coming in right then, then I'm doing auditions and it's like. Right. And you're not getting paid for. Yeah. Not get, well, paid. yeah, there's one website that I get paid for auditions, but um, yeah, most of the time, not so much. So, yeah, it's really hard to say an hourly rate. And honestly, like, yeah, all the time that I was doing my training, that's what I would ask people, like, how much can I expect to make? How much can I expect to make? Mm -hmm. Like, it's really just like you get out of it what you put into it. And some of it's luck and some of it's like, yeah, it's just hard to guarantee, like, how much how much you're going to make. You know, can you give me an idea of like what a certain type of job would pay? Yeah. So, so a lot of the work that I'm doing um, is stuff that I record in my home studio, AKA my closet that's mm -hmm. treated soundproofed. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I like, they send me the, the text and then I, um, record it and send them back the file. Right. Right. Yeah. It's so different. And it's all based on like, the audience too, like how many people are going to be listening to this. And I kind of like, um, each one has a different, um, rate depending on the type of job it is. Right. So, I mean, there's a lot of work out there that's like, it might take me, um, mm, like an hour or two to record. And it might be like a one to $300 job. Okay. You know? Yeah. But I mean, that's like the job. That's not the auditions and all of the other things. That sure. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, I totally understand so that. It's like, a, yeah. oh, that sounds great. Oh, you're working. Yeah. You know, that's a great hourly rate, but that's not really right. your true hourly rate. I understand right. that. But right. I mean, there's a, a lot of stuff like in that range, like one to $500 range of 
doing stuff. Okay. Um, there's also, I mean, you know, so, so there's a lot of, um, and, and really like it's, you can make a lot more money than that. You can make a lot less money than that. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's, it's a huge range of doing stuff. Right. But this is kind of like, yeah, where I see a lot of, a lot of work happening. So there's, there, there's a lot of, um, people in the voiceover industry who are like, aren't happy with the way that things are going because some of it is getting less and less expensive. And okay. So I don't know if you've, have you heard of fiverr.com? Yeah. Yeah. I have. So Fiverr is kind of a controversial thing within the voiceover industry because you can get people to record jobs for $5, yeah. which like, that's a great deal. Right. Sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, there's just kind of a question like on quality or whatever, you know, and it's just, some people say like it's bringing the industry down. I don't know. Like I'm not super opinionated about that. Well, but, and uh, I know you can charge more on Fiverr too. Like, yeah, yeah, people, for sure you can. Not not everybody's charging five dollars, but yeah. And to be honest, money. like I totally started out on Fiverr to like test out my equipment, test out my process, like do all of that. Okay. Um, just to kind of see where I was at. But but I don't know. I mean, people are like, if you look at the people on Fiverr that are doing this, like it seems like they're doing a ton of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, at a lower rate. It's but just like, volume. They're just doing volume. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it's that's a little bit more predictable because like, you know, when you get this $15 job, you're going to get paid at the end of it. And you know, you know what I mean? Like yeah. when you were asking me like, what's your hourly rate? Like that's a way that you can just like jump on and know what you're going to, be doing right you know know what to expect how did you get your agent how did what was the process of getting your agent um my process of getting my agent was I went to a conference a voiceover conference in Atlanta VO Atlanta it was really great um and they had agents that were there that you could like I want to say audition for but it, it wasn't really an audition it was more just like a chance to get feedback so you do like a read for them and they give you some feedback whatever So I got to do that with a couple of agents and then I just followed up with them after and I was like, Hey, it was great to talk to you. Here's my demo. Would you like to represent me? You know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so I did that and, um, yeah, one of them was like, yeah, I'd love to love to have you on my list. That's interesting that you don't have to like exclusively go through your agent. Like you're allowed to do work that you find yourself as well as. Yeah. I mean, I think that, yeah, I, I think that probably it, in some cases that is the case mm-hmm. um, where, you know, there's a lot of like contracts that some people might have to sign for like, you know, like if you're the voice of something, if you're the voice of Coca-Cola, right. you might, you know, you're, like, yeah, you're like exclusively, that's what you yeah. do. Yeah. My husband is really good at um, recognizing like famous actors voices on commercials, you know, that's like his his hidden talent like whatever I bet you're good at it because you like know I don't know I feel like people who are in tune to voices I'm terrible at it because I'll be like who's that voice I'm like I don't don't know yeah totally totally and some of them well what's funny about that too is some people are like um the Brad Pitt Brad Pitt like voiceover sound alike you know like it's not really the it's not really thinking it yeah it's like oh everybody wants that sound so I'm gonna you know figure out how to do that one yeah. So what's the, like, what are the, the types of jobs that you're getting? Like, what are you, are you getting more in one field than another, or is it just a, a mix of everything? 
Um, let's see. There's there's a big volume of what's called telephony, and I love doing that. And that's like um, company voicemail systems. Like, oh, hi, yeah. thanks for calling so and so. You know, like I love that so much. Because that's so funny because so many people hate do it. Like they hate <laughs> doing their, <laughs> their voice. It is funny. It is funny. Um, but like I guess I just love it because it fits me. Like I love to be like the the happy host, right? Yeah. Um, and so that's a fun, a fun, and it's so easy to do it because you just, you have the same character. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like it's like, yeah. I'm going to sound really helpful and friendly and I'm going to get to you exactly where you need to go when you need to get there. Like, don't be, um, impatient with me because I'm going to help you out. You know, like, yeah, there's less figuring out to do. Right. So you can just hop on and do telephony pretty quickly. Um, and then, uh, there's a lot of video game work out there oh, okay um which is interesting and fun and weird sometimes So, like what kind of voices would that be well yeah I was just saying right now I'm doing this voice of an ogre which is so weird it is so weird <laughs> um yeah that was one that I it was on this website where you get paid to audition and I was like oh this is funny an ogre audition like I'll do this <laughs> and I can was you like do oh, your ogre for me or can you not do it because you have to like yell I can do it I can turn down that voice um yeah, I did the audition. I was like, oh, great, I got it. Now I really have to do this. And <laughs> it's, actually, <laughs> it's actually been really hard because it's straining on your voice. So I, have to, I have to do it really slow. Um, so here's an example. I'm going to try not blow you out. <gasps> yes, master. Yes. <laughs> That's like That's good. I, I mean, something. I'm yeah. there. I'm there with the ogre. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's great. Okay, so anything else, like any other notable jobs that you've done that you really enjoyed or um, that were a lot of fun for you? Yeah, so I've done, I also really love doing um, company stuff. Like uh, like I did one for a, a big insurance company. Like here's um, like a program that they wanted to. So yeah, a program that they wanted to roll out. Like, here's how this is beneficial to all of your employees, blah, blah, blah. Like that. I love doing that. Like happy helper professional voice. That's really positive and Mm -hmm. helpful to everyone. Um, and let's see, I've done a lot of quick commercials for Spotify that are probably regional. Okay. Um, do you, do uh, are you ever doing accents? Uh, I don't do accents very well. I haven't branched out into that yet, except for Southern. Yeah. (laughs) I do Southern sometimes. Um, yeah, that happens a lot. And then I, well, yeah, maybe not accents, but more character stuff, you know, like for kids, e-learning stuff, there might be, um, you know, just like a fun kid voice. It's not like a, a specific dialect. Okay. Can you give us an example of your fun kid voice? Yeah. Um, so what was that thing I was doing? So a uh, e-learning or more like a game for kids that had um, social studies and all of these different characters, you know, to teach the subjects. Mm-hmm. So I think there was like a uh, there was there was a girl that talked like this. Oh, I just got off the Mississippi and. I don't even know. I don't remember the line. Like, of course, the other thing that's really interesting about voiceover is that you don't memorize anything. So like the whole script, like you're just reading it. Yeah. So that's kind of easy. Yeah. <laughs> it also makes it hard to um, remember it. After. Right. Right. Because <laughs> you don't have to memorize it. Yeah. That right. is an upside to it. Well, it's yeah, it sounds like a really fun. Um, I mean, if you're going to 
have something that you make money with. It sounds like a fun venture to do for sure. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, and it's funny because I really do it when my kids are sleeping, like I'll get some work in, you know, just when they're taking a nap or after they go to sleep at night, um, just go into my closet and make some things happen. It's also kind of tricky because your kids have to be totally quiet yeah. for you to do it. So that's, right. that's part of it. But it isn't something that you need childcare for most of the time because you can right. do it yep. at night. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, on occasion, if there's something like I extend past nap time to, to need to do something like, you know, my four-year-old now I can like set up an activity for him and he can be quiet for a short amount of time. So yeah. <laughs> just silence is all I need. <laughs> yeah. And then you'll have one in, in school next year too. Which will... Yeah. Yeah. Right. It will be next year or two years. Um. Yeah, probably next year. So he's like at the end of the cut off born in September. So he'll do okay. pre-K, pre-K next year. Oh, okay. Like, okay. It's like official school though, you know, most places. So yeah. How old is your younger one? Um, my youngest Benson is 14 months. Okay. So he's like just starting to walk and so adorable. Yeah. And definitely not. Oh, just sit over here and be quiet for a little while. <laughs> right. I got to finish yeah. working. You can be yeah, quiet. Totally. Right? But yeah. I mean, at the same time, um, I can set him up in a safe place in his room and my studio is far enough away that like, I don't, it wouldn't pick up, you know, if he's babbling, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like set up w- with a, a few toys and this is short term, you know, like, Oh my, I need, I need like five, 10 more minutes. Right. Set up some toys. Yeah. In his crib. And then, um, so talk a little bit about doing voiceover work as a mom. How, what are the pros and cons of that? I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, pros are that, um, I can, I can do it from my home when my kids are here. Yeah. I'm always trying to figure out just how to make it work so that I can have more time with my kids. Um, cause it's so important to me. Um, so yeah, pros and cons that you get to be at home with the kids that, um, I think that it's it's also really important for me personally to have something going on to keep my brain going and to keep my skills up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is really helpful that I can I can do that um, and just increase something. And you know, when I'm when I'm with my kids all the time and I don't have another project going on, like sometimes it makes my brain and heart hurt a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah. no, I know what um, you mean. So so that's that's good, kind of just for sanity. And then you know to just be able to, um, help my family financially mm-hmm. with, you know, with all the things. Right. It's great. Yeah. And I enjoy doing it. So I think, you know, when you're doing something that you enjoy doing and, and you're able to, yeah, just, just live a life that you want to live, it, it helps you to be a better mom too. Oh yeah, right? absolutely. Just to have, and part of that is just training, right? Like I'm trying to make my make sure I'm content no matter what, like there's, you know, certain things that, that make it easier. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, well, it's sort of like that happy wife, happy life, except it's, you know, happy mom doesn't rhyme. It doesn't rhyme. (laughs) (laughs) It's the same concept though, right? Yeah. Mom's happiness really trickles around to everybody. And yeah, um, it's a piece of the puzzle. Um, now did you find it all like when you were, I mean, I guess it's something that you can stop and start. Like when you were in 
right after you had a baby or whatever? Could you mm-hmm. just sort of put it aside for a little while and come back to it? Mm-hmm. Or did you yeah. just continue during that time? Yeah, a little bit of both. I mean, I think I slowed down for sure. Um, like just in, in the middle of taking care of a newborn and whatever, you know, life changes. So yeah, definitely slowed down and you can, you can just pick it back up. Like, you know, you can tell everybody that you're on hold cause you had a baby. That's okay. Yeah, that's true. You're on your maternity leave. Yeah. Right, right, right. Now, have you, how do you connect with other people in this world? And like you had met, well, you had mentioned before about like, you're always asking other people in the voiceover world. Yeah. Where, the fighting yeah. where do you like, find that community? So, um, the conference that I went to, I met a lot of voiceover people. That was okay. really helpful. So you can mm-hmm. go to a conference. You can, um, my, where I got my training edge studio has a lot of, um, opportunities for that to connect with people. Like you can, um, I think anyone can do this. I don't think you have to like pay for training, but they have a part of their website where you can um, submit something and that you want feedback on. So it's like a feedback forum. Um, So that's really helpful to just get feedback from other people who are doing VO. Um, And then I've done some like one-on-one coaching things, just like kind of a a checkpoint. And those are helpful to kind of hear what's going on in the industry. Um, there are also groups, I mean, there's groups on Facebook and LinkedIn and that kind of thing that you can, um, connect with people on as well. Okay. Yeah, that's helpful. A a really great way for people to get started doing voiceover. Um, so I'm a huge audiobook listener. Like I don't really have time to sit down and read with my hands. Yeah. Holding a book, but I, I really like to listen to audiobooks and podcasts. Um, and that's kind of like what's going on with our world, our era, our time, right? right? right. Like everybody's listening to things. Um, yeah, because you have it everywhere. I mean, on your phone now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and all, well, there's also, I didn't mention earlier, there's a lot of artificial artificial intelligence work out there as well that I've done some Yeah, stuff so I had heard an art, I, and I had never even thought about that, that there was like a person behind Siri, for example. And I heard an yeah. interview with like the woman who was the voice of Siri, and she mm-hmm. didn't. And it was fascinating because she didn't know. Yeah. When she was doing it, that that's what she was doing until, I don't know if they told her after or if she heard her voice and was like, hey. They never, they never told her. They never told, okay. Yeah. She was like, in fact, she like went to them and was like, hey, that's my voice. And they were like, not talking to her about it. Oh, man. So, and I, and I get that. Like, I understand kind of how that works because she's just doing, she did all these like nonsensical phrases that were just, you know, bits and pieces that didn't make sense, like words that, that didn't make, they weren't English or any language. Um, and then they use that to create, um, all the things that Siri says. Right. So in a, in a sense, like it's sad, but in a sense, it's like, well, they used a lot of technology on the other side of that. that I mean, yeah, sad, yeah. sad because she didn't know and she didn't get paid and all of this, like she got paid, but not, you know, right. Like if, if you knew like you, you would were going to be the, that voice, of the voice of Siri, yeah, would, yeah. It's just getting so advanced. Like there, there's so much that's done on the other side of things that's, that she that didn't have anything to do with. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. putting, putting her voice together to, to say all of those different things. So, so have you done that sort of thing where it's sort of nonsense? I haven't, words? I haven't done nonsensical words. No, I've done like a lot of phrases for different things. And, and like, I don't really know what it's going to. Okay. I don't know where it's going to be used. So, but I think yeah. I cut you. I cut you off about um, 
Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Audiobooks. So, so audible is huge, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a, the backside of audio audible is called ACX and anybody can go on to ACX. This is like a brilliant idea and, um, find a book like an author who wants to have their book produced in audio and you can essentially audition for them. And you can do this at any level, really. Like they actually provide a lot of resources for getting started there. Like they can tell you a standard. Doing audiobooks is kind of different from a lot of voiceover work. Uh, they you can just get a, a kind of standard setup without having too much um, troubleshooting and really trying to figure out like exact. Like they can tell you like three microphones that make sense to get like your whole setup oh, and like how to do it. Okay, okay. So that's a great way to get started. Do ACX. So you go on and you find a book that you you would like to voice. You audition for it. And the author might pick you and you can do it and if you can get paid in a few different ways. So you can get paid like a bulk amount for doing that book or you can get paid less and split the royalties. So for oh, every okay. every book that gets produced, you get a portion of it and so does the author. So it's just like a great um, way to start, you know, because it's like you're just finding other authors and collaborating with them. Yeah. I, have you done some uh, audiobooks? <laughs> I haven't. It's kind of funny that you say that. I just like it's it's such a no, I haven't. It's such a long um process. Yeah. To do an audiobook, I'm a little intimidated. Oh, okay. You know what I, I mean? I would think now with as much as people are like self-publishing too, I would think that would open up that world so much because I don't know if you're like people now can just self-publish onto Amazon, you know, and have their books mm-hmm. be Kindle books and they don't have to go through publishing houses anymore and it's starting to be that there's you know that used to be like sort of like ugh, self-published books or whatever but now you're getting a lot of good content coming out of that and I think a lot of people are wanting to like on their own turn that into an audiobook and yeah so I would see that would open up that whole field even more just exactly the, the volume yeah. of, of books out there now I think I'm gearing up for an audiobook because I've just been listening to so many good ones and like really really just taking it all in. They're just so long. I mean, yeah. like, the process into like being a mom and not having like huge amounts of dedicated time in the yeah. studio. It's like a little intimidating. Well, that's <laughs> a nice thing about where you are now is that you can take shorter jobs and maybe yeah. as like your kids get into school and you have more chunks of time with a quiet house. Um, yeah, you exactly. You can take on a bigger project like that. But would you go the audible route for an audio book? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I've looked at some things. I've like almost done them. I just haven't bit the bullet yet. Okay. <laughs> so tell me how long it took you to pay back yourself the money you had invested into starting. That's a good question, too. Well, and to my route has been that I haven't done like full time voiceover. Right. So I've been like working part time and doing all of that. Um, working part-time being a part-time mom as well. I mean, you're right. like a full-time mom, right? But yeah. Um, so just like fitting it into nooks and crannies, but you know, they say like that a great goal for your first year of doing voiceover is to pay yourself back for what you've invested into it. Okay. So, I mean, mine was stretched out a little bit longer than that, but close. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel like that's the goal for a lot of people and mm-hmm. especially if it's a part-time business, you know, realistically. Yeah. Well, yeah. And like part-time, like, you know, during my kid's two hour nap when I'm yeah. also cleaning, cleaning a little bit too. And like, <laughs> then like 
you know, getting it in there after after they go to bed. So you're just, you know, squeezing it in the nook and, nooks and crannies. How many uh, hours a week do you normally work at this? So it also depends on the season. Like sometimes I'm like every night I need to get in an hour or 30 minutes at least. And then mm-hmm. sometimes it's like if I don't have like jobs knocking down my door, I I mean, this is bad. Like I want to be able to record every day, but I don't do it every day. So that might be like, you know, a week when I just do like an hour. Yeah. So it, it all, you know, there's all different levels, but that's kind of where I'm at right now. And yeah. I and I haven't been relying on voiceover as my sole source of income either. Right, right. So it's like, you know, different in that respect yeah. too. It is, it is definitely a hustle, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that is what a lot of people, though, look for in um, like a side hustle of some sort is flexibility because mm-hmm. – I mean, particularly as a mom, it's like you're like no two weeks are the same, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So you may have sick kids, you may have a particularly hectic week or whatever, and you you just devote what you can devote to it. And it's nice that it's not like you're losing out. I mean, it's not like you're going to get fired or something because you only worked an hour this week. You know, you, you know, it's just more money or less money. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. What do you put into it? So Mm -hmm. the flexibility there is. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my, um, I'm asking this with every interview, but what would your top tip for somebody? Well, it's a two part question mm-hmm. for a mom looking to just generically start any sort of business or side hustle. And then the second part is like specifically for voiceover. What are your top tips for them? Right. So top tips for a mom who's wanting to start a side hustle in general, and then also for voiceover. Um, so I think for any mom to, to be able to, you know, do something that you enjoy doing and that works for your life, right? So mm-hmm. so not like killing yourself to make something happen that you don't really even want to make happen, right? So like make it fit into something that you enjoy doing and that it makes sense. And then for voiceover, um, I would say just keep swimming <laughs> because I think then it's the kind of thing that um, the more time, you know, you get into it, what you you get out of it what you put into it. So, you know, just keeping going. And that's... Do you feel like you've gotten better over time? Like Absolutely, you... <laughs> yes. Just because, like, I've, I've gone back and listened to things from, mm-hmm. like, you know, oh, gosh, yeah, it's crazy. And I get faster and, you know what I mean, like, able yeah. to produce things quicker and better and all of those Did you things. find any of that discouraging in the beginning or were you just like, I'm going to get it if I keep doing it? Yeah. Heck yeah. I mean, it's discouraging all the time. It's like, you know, there's, you know, there's, well, there's this one website that I was on that you just like have to do a million auditions. And that was kind of discouraging to me because it's like everybody's doing auditions. And I'm talking like, I think people do like a hundred auditions a week or something. Voices, voices voices.com is what I'm talking about. And I just like didn't have and they do it really fast. It seems like the quality, I don't, I didn't quite figure out how to make that super lucrative, but yeah, that would, that was a hard one for me. Like they say like, yeah, you just got to do a lot of auditions and then there's a small percentage that you'll get one back. And like, I checked my stats with them and they're like, you're doing great. Your percentage of getting jobs out of auditions is awesome. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I feel like I'm not getting anything, you know? Yeah. Is that, is that website in particular bigger jobs? Is that why you have to they're structured that way or no, they're not necessarily bigger jobs. They're just like you do auditions and you're, you're not supposed to spend very long on them. You know, like you're just supposed to like, 
do, I don't know, some like just a few minutes on audition, throw it in there, do like, I think they say like seven a day. And it's just like, it's just kind of grueling for me to do like seven auditions in a day and not know if I'm going to get paid on any of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) It's mentally grueling. Um, but you know, I think people that are successful at that, maybe they just like love to audition. So it makes sense. Oh, you know, are there people that love to audition? Yeah, man. At least that's what they say. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they <laughs> No, And honestly, I love to audition when, you know, cause it, it is kind of fun. It's just, it's not that fun when you're like not getting anything in return mm-hmm. and it goes a little longer, you know what I mean? But then like when I get a job, it's like, Oh, well then I'm excited. I'm going to do 30 more auditions. Let's do it. You yeah. know? And then it's yeah. like, you know, the rates are, the, yeah, sometimes it's just like the, there's so many people that are submitting stuff that you might not get heard or, you know, whatever, yeah. all those things. So it's, that's kind of got to, got to keep your chin up. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep swimming. That's what you said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the show. Appreciate your time. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Big thanks to Katie for being on the show today. I really enjoyed that interview and I hope you did too. As always, you can swing by golddiggermom.com to see the show notes from today's show. Be sure to check back on Tuesdays for new episodes. Thank you so much for joining me today and I hope you join me again soon.